Welcome back, people. It's episode 27 of the Taxi Squad podcast. It's currently Wednesday, July 6th. Oh, yeah, season two. My bad. Vince, Bob. <laughs> Vinny, we're back. How you doing? Oh, Jesus Christ. You cut off for a second. I'm like, where'd he go? Dude, I'm doing great. Um, nice 4th of <laughs> July weekend. Got got to spend some time with you. Dude, it cut out. And I was like, my guy, where'd he go? Um, got to spend some time with you this weekend. Saw a couple of oh. friends. Fun got time. We were just fam? reminiscing right before this. I did not see oh, my yeah. fam this weekend, actually, sadly. But I will. Oh, I actually, I did. I saw my parents, but I didn't see like the rest of my siblings and stuff. Well, I mean, so. hey, you see the peas, then it then it's all worth it. And hey, you got a chance to see you know the people from the block for a long time. You know, yes, sir. Including you, this. including myself, which is the most important part, right? I mean, hey, facts. Um, How are you? Dude? So, oh, I'm great. I'm in Scottsdale, Arizona, right now wedding venue hunting but you know people want to know the people want to know yeah why are you gone all the time mike you know like you're never in illinois it's like you don't even care anymore i'm a busy boy it's not that i don't care anymore i'm just a busy (laughs) guy i'm known coast to coast like butter and toast and this is a labor of love so there will come a day there will come a day where we'll be able to do this without me constantly on the move so i like it i like a well-traveled man (laughs) Hey, you know what? This is the time in life you got to grind. So we get it done. We get it done, Chenzo. How's everything going for you, man? What's going on? Great. How's it started? Great. Um, it's good. You know, I I work and then I think about podcasting and then we podcast and I'm like, that made me happier. So I mean, <laughs> can't hey. complain. Yeah, hey, going to the Sox didn't... game this oh. weekend. Um, oh, really? So hopefully, I can bring him some joy because you who know, they playing? The White Sox, the Detroit Tigers. Oh, we're going to have to talk about that one. Indeed we are. We are going to have to talk about that one. Now, Vince, I don't know if anybody got a chance to see you light off a firework. Okay, this weekend, Spice Adam style. <laughs> but it just bring them out, you know? Dude, yeah. That's all I'm I saying. took my thighs out for the content, people. And if you missed it, oh, they're so thick. shame on you. They are thick-ass thighs. Those are some yeah, thick I'd- thighs. I did the Spice Adams recreation, and I think we both did all right because you were the cameraman on that. I think we did a pretty good job on that, if I do say so myself. I think we were definitely in for some quality content. And that ain't no yeah, shit, as Norman Nate would say. You know what I'm saying? That's all we make. 100%. 100%. So, Vince, all we make. I mean, you know, you think of the July 4th weekend. You think it, you know, having a couple beers. If you're not into country music, this weekend or this past weekend, you listen to country music. And then on top of that, you Man. celebrate our companies <laughs> or our company, our country's independence, right? And yep. with that being said, you also eat a hot dog, maybe, maybe. Or you watch or you, or, other guys eat hot dogs. I wasn't going there with it, but explain. <laughs> <laughs> the Nathan's hot dog eating contest happens every year. When I was a boy, I would like literally get up and excited to watch it, knowing that like Kobayashi would be eating hot dogs. And then this man named Joseph Chestnut comes to play and he beats him. I'm like, oh, he'll only beat him one time. Well, Mike, that's not the case, man. Joey Chestnut won again this year on 64, I believe, hot dogs, which isn't as much as he had last year, but still. But the real best part about this whole thing was that a protester came onto the stage standing next to Joey Chestnut holding a sign, and Joey Chestnut said, fuck you, I'm also a UFC fighter, puts the boy in a chokehold and still ends up winning it. Honestly, prime, prime, prime entertainment in my opinion. What are your thoughts, dude? I mean, listen, sometimes you just got to put a guy in their ass full on WWE style and then just go eat a fucking hot dog winning competition. Wrong place, wrong time. Wrong place, right time. Just you wanted to fuck around. You found out. You want to talk about the cows or the pigs that they're eating on stage. Well, you know what? If they're kosher, they were blessed. So you get out of town. You know, that's, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. They were kosher. Oh, they were blessed, right? And Hebrew I mean, National I can't disagree with you sponsors there. that event. So is it Nathan's boom. or Hebrew National? I'm not sure. I just know it's blessed by some by someone. 
I'm right. sure. I'm sure. You know, Nathan blessed them or something. <laughs> Nathan blessed them, right? So when the guys come up there, but like if you look at it, he had great form. Like they, yeah. like he kind of looked at him and didn't hesitate for a second. He just put the guy on the ground. Yeah, I it mean, was fantastic. This is the Joey Chestnut event. You know, like <clears throat> like I said, fifteen out of the last sixteen years he won. The only reason he didn't win in 2015 is because his fiance and him separated ways and he lost to Matt Stoney, famous YouTuber now. But besides that, this has been a run of domination that might be that might make him the best athlete of all time, maybe right after Secretariat. You know, before we get into him being one of the greatest potential athletes of all time for eating a fucking hot dog a bunch of times, why don't we talk about maybe this, what this separation looked like from his ex-wife. Do you think it was like too much? She's like, I'm a Vienna beef gal. And he's like, fuck you, Nathan. <laughs> and the next thing you know, they're like, that's it. You like fucking mustard. I like ketchup. I'm gone. And then I... That's I'm how sure I vision this. Vince, that's <laughs> well, how Joey I Chestnut, this. he eats many other things. Like he's Doesn't won, know. he's won a ton of different. Like he won like a hard boiled egg one, I think one time. Um, oh. He wins like a lot of like random ones of these. But I, if I were to put a a bet on what it was, this it actually requires you to get your body in a really good situation for most of the year if you're going to go do this stuff. So I'm assuming it's probably equal amounts travel. Maybe like, you know, he has to eat a specific diet for a long period of time within the year. I mean, he's a pretty fit lad overall. Um, so I think it might have just been the combination of a lot of things. I mean, Vince, I don't know how much of a superior athlete you are if you're eating fucking hot dogs once a Hey, year. I want to see you eat fucking 72 hot dogs I, or whatever. I was so. not. I was just yeah, not. You can't, I, bitch. No, I can't. <laughs> I mean, I like two hot dogs, maybe, you know, and yeah. you go to Gene and Jude's and you get two great hot dogs. And to anybody who doesn't know what Gene and Jude's is, Google it. Yeah. Um, and with or that Super being dog. said, my yeah. humble opinion. I love Super Dog. It's my favorite. You know, I, I've been a handful of times. It, it, I don't know. Maybe, you know what, Vince? Maybe one day we got to go rate some hot dogs. Maybe, maybe the Chicago guys got to go rate some Chicago style hot dogs for the gram. True. Maybe this is something that, that we do now. Okay, so here we go. So out of Joey Chestnut, we get a strange and unusual challenge. And that challenge is to go find our favorite hot dog in Chicagoland. The world's best and the world's worst hot dogs. Oh. Right there. See? <laughs> See? Now we're talking. Now, yeah. now you're speaking And that's language, how we right? think about shit on the Taxi Squad podcast, people. But, okay, so back to your point, though. Yeah. Is he one of the greatest greatest athletes in his field. I don't understand how he is an athlete. He is he the greatest more athlete of a in public his field. figure. Well, that's fine, I mean, but what... how is eating an athletic event? I mean, if so, my little fat ass was <laughs> a fucking Olympic athlete at eight years old. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm just I mean, saying. Listen, it's on ESPN, which is a sports channel. It's a competition, and it's a physical competition. That sounds like sports to me, Mike. No, it definitely sounds... Listen, you're being too broad <laughs> in your subject headings, okay? That's my problem. You're not being like, no, they eat hot dogs. It's, it's, it's a hot dog eating event. You could do the hot dog eating event at a fucking carnival, right? Are horses athletes? Um, once again... I would say the jockeys are athletes, you know. Mm -hmm. Why? They're just the riding horse, a horse. The What's harder, riding are... a horse or eating eating 62 hot dogs? Riding a horse for sure. Not harder. I don't know about that. Just hold oh, on for dear life, sweetie. I mean, you know what? I should start telling people when they ask me, so what do you do? I'm going to be like, I'm a jockey. And I'm going to be <laughs> the, the opposite of Jackie. Jackie you've ever met. <laughs> fucking, what, 6'3", like fucking 230-something maybe? No, like, no, no. No shot. No yeah. shot. Hey, hey, how you doing? Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Jackie. The you get on the horse and it's just like, Hot me morning. Oh, shit. The horse is just like, fuck you, dude. Get off. <laughs> 
I'm hey, I'm the great I'm the great white hype when it comes to uh jockey. You know, I'm, I like I'm the it. next one up. I'm gonna fucking write Sacretariat in for three fucking uh world titles over here. I love uh, it, no. dude. Yeah, no, I would definitely say eating a hot dog definitely not as hard as riding a horse. Or like like mm-hmm. that riding a horse. Because Back you gotta be like sweetheart. under five foot five and under hundred and sixty pounds to ride a horse. Yeah, you gotta be able to eat sixty hot dogs. <laughs> I could do that if I was like really hungry or like really zooted. You know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm just saying, like, if you're making a Mount Rushmore, it's like Barry Bonds, Michael Jordan, Mike Tyson, Joey Chestnut, you know? Can we just here's another strange and unusual. Does everybody know that Barry Bonds will probably never make the Hall of Fame? And he's arguably one of the greatest baseball players to ever live, if not the Him or Tony Gwynn are the best hitters of all time. I would probably say Barry Bonds just due to the fact that everybody was getting on steroids and then like just totally like outperforming him, at least for the home runs average and things like that. Now he was consistent. He was like, okay, well, you're doing that. I'm going to start doing it. And just destroyed every hitting record that ever existed. And I think like if you watch videos of him, because like people have hate for him for, I don't know. I like don't really have hate for that kind of shit. But if you watch videos of him like breaking down hitting or he he did a video with Christian Yelich when they were both with the Marlins and just like how his like thought goes, how his hit plan is, like where he lifts his, lifts his foot, where he knows he's going to hit it. Like that's like next level shit that you don't hear from every big leaguer. Like. Barry Bonds, I think, is the best hitter of all time. Like, and, and you look at his baseball reference page, and then everybody can just say steroids. That's the first thing you do. But, like, listen, you can do a bunch of steroids and still be shit at hitting, you know? <laughs> like, he's still an incredible hitter. Yeah, did it help him the longevity of his career? There's no doubt about it, but I don't know. I mean, there's, there's no – number one, there's no way he doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. I don't care what anybody says. And then number two, he was just a good hitter. Like be beyond that. And also all the stolen bases he had in his career. I don't need to hear any of that shit. If people are like, he doesn't deserve it because of the steroids. It's like, you're just not thinking hard enough. No, I agree. I think that was a big excuse for a lot of stupid shit in my most. Baseball writers are the worst though. If I'm going to be honest, you know, the baseball writing, I feel like once again, just like any sport, it should 100% be behind the players association and the players should vote. Yeah, that's because be it's play. like you give you give fucking who is it? Tom Fernelli, I think he is. It is. I might be picking the wrong one here, but like he just like he made that video a while back of like he's like the sanctity of the American or the baseball Hall of Fame. He's like, I feel like I'm doing justice to like baseball everywhere. And it's just like, stop, get off your fucking high horse and actually vote people into the Hall of Fame. It's like so fucking annoying to me. It's aggravating as hell. And listen. It's it's become to a point now where it got really aggressive, especially in the mid to late two thousand tens. Yeah. Um, with you know guys like Ron Sano not being able to smell the roses while he's still alive, he dies, and then that year that he died, they put him into the Hall of Fame. I mean, that's the thing. People who vote for it, there's like a level of self-importance that drives me insane. It's like, this isn't about you, asshole. You're just the one that gets a vote. You make a vote if you think that's the way it's going to be. But don't try to like set a precedent when you're voting on it. That's just not what that's supposed to be. And like, also coming from people that didn't play the sport. And then they're just like, yeah, this guy deserves to be in it. It's like, how do you know, dude? You're like 5'8", like 115. (laughs) You're just a pipsqueak. Like, I don't understand what you're saying here. Yeah, yeah. Most of the times, these guys who've never done an athletic thing in their entire life, and then they want to critique how the athlete's performance was on the field. It makes no effing sense. It's stupid. Yeah, I'm. I'm 100. You'll get that argument everywhere. No, no, no. I feel like this is another thing to kind of expound more on in the future because I feel like this is a very good embrace debate topic. So we're dude, embrace debate like biggest Hall of Fame snubs down. Oh. You hear this? Be people? ready for that. We're thinking assholes. on the fly for you. <laughs> We're thinking on the fly for you as a, as that's a what it is. Group we make whole. content and then create content off of content. <laughs> yeah, yeah, content. <laughs> I feel I feel like Puff Puff Daddy. Uh, I'm making the band right now. All right, <laughs> I need you guys to go down to the store and give me some Cambodian breast milk. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> moving forward, Vince. Yes. Speaking of NBA culture, um, yes. I would like to say that the season's over and the hot stove has begun. We touched on yeah, dude. the the finals rundown, but I mean, hey, basketball is your forte, so why don't we get into this right now? Yeah, so I didn't think about it much. Like, we come out on, with our show on Thursdays. Everybody knows the Taxi Squad Thursday. Everybody's ready for that. But Thursday, Thursday, last Thursday, was the day that free agency actually started. And then shit hit the fan almost immediately. And then, like, I remember texting you, and I was like, it's a damn shame that we recorded on Wednesday night because a lot of shit's happening right now. And the shit first thing that kind of dropped, it did. And, like, I remember we were, we were talking, Rudy Gobert, maybe to the Bulls, all this stuff. I wasn't a huge fan of it. You were, but I guess it just became something that didn't matter anymore because oh my god the minnesota timberwolves gave up a fool a king's ransom for mr rudy gobert so the timberwolves sent malik beasley patrick beverly if you don't remember he was crying after winning the playoff game or the play-in game and now he's on a different team so they obviously didn't care a lot uh jared vanderbilt leandro balmero their number 22 pick walker kessler this year and then four first round picks so that's unprotected 2023 2025 2027 and 2029 top five protected on that holy insane and my thought process is okay rudy plays center cap plays power forward like wow that's a lot of fucking picks and people and like all they, they basically rooted their team and now they have two big men that are getting paid over 400 million dollars in total contract like you can't really build a team like that, in my opinion. Maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe they'll win a title or something. Well, you but... need shooters around the big men to make it all work. And they, like, they, you know they, they got like Anthony Edwards. Plan. Like they got Ant Edwards. Ant Edwards is the shit. He was awesome last year. He's gonna get need need to get paid at some point. They have D'Angelo Russell, who's there and he's serviceable and all that. And then who plays small forward? And then what's up with your bench now? Because everybody on their bench is gone, and they lost their pick this year. So didn't they include? I don't know. Um... Didn't they include Derrick Rose in this trade? Wasn't he a part of this? No, Derrick Rose is on the Knicks, kid. Oh, that's right. He is on the Knicks. Yeah. That's he was a, part that's of a, trade uh, a while ago. Yeah. But still, yeah, that was a wild time, too. But the thing, so like, the biggest thing in this is like the person who took over for the Jazz is Danny Ainge. And Danny Ainge was like the notorious like pick getter when he traded away Paul Pierce and KG. And then, like, sent until like the Nets and <clears throat> sent uh, Ray Allen to the Heat and all that, and just got a shit ton of picks. And it was like the Celtics are going to be good eventually. Celtics are going to be good eventually. Well, they made it to the fucking finals last year, so maybe the Utah Jazz are just going to be unstoppable in like twenty thirty. Because <laughs> I mean, I don't see the Timberwolves being amazing for a long time. Like they uh, they just opened their window, and it's like, listen, you got to get out of there, and you got to. So do you're saying well Danny Ainge took over in Utah? Yes. Well, this is the prototypical Danny Age move. This right. Is, I mean, this is what Danny Age does. This is really smart. And they got some good young pieces around it. Now I bet you he's going to flip Donovan Mitchell for something Yeah. similar. So Donovan Mitchell, I guess there's reports out there that he is concerned now. So, like, there was the whole thing where, like, Donovan Mitchell doesn't like Rubio Bear, all this stuff. Um, they also sent Eric Pascal out, which was a big thing as well. And Donovan Mitchell's like, hey what are we doing here? And they were like, we're going to do what's best for the team. So <laughs> if they don't get anything back and they're playing like shit, I'm sure Donovan Mitchell's like, get me out of here right now, please. No, Donovan Mitchell might just be a piece that they hold on to until the trade deadline next year and let his value go up, 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 up. And that's what I'm thinking. Just let him play it out. Yeah. I yeah. think that's probably the thing that's most inclined to happen through this all. So time will tell my guy. What a haul though. And listen, oh, if we're yeah, talking hauls, someone else is on the market that we weren't able to talk about last week. Who's that now? Mr. Kevin Durant. So again, this was announced like the day after we recorded. It was like almost basically right after it was posted. <laughs> Kevin Durant requested coming, a trade. Though. You kind of saw Sort of, coming. but then if you remember, we were talking about Kyrie Irving opting into his deal. And we're like, oh shit, they're running it back. Well, I was the and one that it kind came of proposed, up amazing. I'm not going to say like, I'm not going to take like all the credit in the world here, but I kind of, you did say it. Yes. Like, like KD wants out. And he's not yeah. going to want to play with Kyrie again after all this. And it makes sense. Now, Vince, the biggest question is 
could he wind up with the Bulls? I mean, that that's the biggest question you think about right now because the Bulls so, are potentially in a position to make it happen. Yeah, so basically Brooklyn is in a situation right now where they're like, hey, we want to get a good we want to get a good package for this. And that's kind of why it ties in with the Rudy Gobert thing. If you're trading what they traded for Rudy Gobert, you better be giving more for Kevin Durant on a four-year deal. Like, you better be giving more. So that's kind of the problem here. They want Kevin Durant wants to go somewhere with two all-star level players. Brooklyn wants back an all-star level player, at least four picks like that, like at least that level. So you're talking four or five unprotected first round picks and an all-star. And then Katie still wants to go to a place with an all-star that's ready to win. So it's like, if you take a team like Phoenix, like you put Deandre Ayton, you put Cam Johnson and maybe five picks. That's not going to get the deal done. You go to Miami, same thing. They don't have all-stars that they can just hand out. Like you give Tyler hero and five picks. That's not going to happen. So like, now the places that KD wants to go, he won't be able to go because that's what the Nets want. So honestly, in my mind, like there's a chance that KD is just like they show him a trade and they say, hey, this is this is what we're going to get back for you. And then he's just like, no, I don't want to go there. So like there's a chance that he stays on the Nets this year, in my opinion. No, I, I think he, b- before the season really gets into full swing, they're going to find a place for him. How, how though they said they're they're staying put like they're not budging at all because they don't really need to they got the they got the chips on the table for themselves right now katie's not again, sitting out a year he's too old yeah but then again if he decides that oh okay then i'll just retire i mean he could take off a year come back i mean i don't see him doing that though he loves ball he's not yeah i know he loves ball but does does he want to play with Kyrie? i mean that's the biggest question you have to ask yourself throughout this entire thing and Ben Simmons trying to do? <laughs> and Ben Simmons floppy piece of shit of a, oh what I hope he's an all star uh, this year. <laughs> I hope he isn't. He's not going to be. I'll tell you that much. I would be so Someone's funny gonna, though. I would just rub it in your face. <laughs> Someone's gonna fart on him as he drives to the hole, and then it's just get pink no eye. Pun intended. Yeah, he's gonna get pink eye, and then he's gonna be like, "Oh God, I can't play for three and a half months," and then he's never gonna come back ever again. And there you have it, because he's a big crybaby bitch, and he got the yips, and he'll never get rid of him. Like, you I, might I not hate be it. wrong about that. I hate it. I it's like, who's the guy that was drafted in front of him that got the yips really bad and couldn't shoot anymore? Wasn't it Markel Fulton? Markel Fultz. Yeah, he didn't get drafted before Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons was the year before, if I'm not mistaken. But Marco Fultz got picked before Jason Tatum and Lonzo. Whew. Which is, I mean, Lonzo, yeah, no. I mean, Lonzo has developed actually into quite a player. Uh, serviceable. Can be and, a, like, obviously Tatum's player. a superstar, so. Well, Tatum learned under Kobe. I mean, that, that ain't no shit right there. I mean, Kobe That's was true. Man. And then shit got kind of weird when he was posting about it the whole time, but whatever. Vince. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you had to pick somewhere for KD minus this, I mean, chances are he's going to be like, "I'm well, if you're not trading me, then I'm not playing, and they want to get some value for him. What are we thinking? <sighs> See, that's so tough. Like that, if, so like, you here, can't, me, wait, you can't wait, apply, wait. you can't apply to either interest. You know, you either got to pick one or the other, and the Nets have to take their own side, right? Let me see here. So if, like, the Bulls were like, listen, we'll give you Vooch, right? Yeah, we'll give you Vooch. Drummond. What if he's an all star? <laughs> well, Drummond, they just signed Andre Drummond. I mean, Vince, we got yeah, talk Drummond about was on the Nets already, too. No, that the Bulls happen. signed Andre Drummond. So, yes. I mean, here's the thing I am trying to figure out exactly where this would fit. I think it would have to be like a three way trade between the Bulls and like the Lakers because Kyrie wants to go to LA. And go play with LeBron. Yeah, but the again. Lakers don't have a lot of trade. Like that's the thing. Like they're gonna want to get something back for this, especially after Kyrie opted in. Now you got him on a long term deal. Are the Nets like, stupid enough to bring Russell back? To I mean, maybe they say, "Hey, fuck maybe, that." Who knows? And know. like, yeah, I've heard a thing too. It's like the funniest place for KD to go, in my opinion, is Oklahoma City. <laughs> <laughs> send them back there that'd be like, awesome like what if they have a young nucleus that they could just pick from and say okay kd we fucked up the first time now you're our guy what do you need they got all the yeah, money it just sucks because kd's not 27 you know he's like 39 like if he could bring a championship back to oklahoma city where he first started his career 
I mean, technically, he first started his career as a Seattle Sonic, and then they moved to yeah. Oklahoma City. But it's a damn shame they don't have a team still. But whatever. Yeah, Seattle will have a team before twenty thirty. Mark my words. Now, they should. no, because that what? How many teams are there in the NBA? Thirty two. Thirty. Thirty. So the two could be Vegas and Seattle. Boom. Yeah. Vegas already has the infrastructure. They're saying LeBron back James to Vancouver. Nah, I highly doubt they'll go back to Canada. You know what I'm saying? Hey, the Raptors have a lot of followers. Yeah, but I don't think no. They probably the go Vegas. Yeah, the NBA Vegas isn't is trying there. to go oh Vancouver or Montreal. No, no. Yeah, I could believe that that would be the the second okay expansion team in the NBA if there was to be one. Saint that Louis. would be. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, they would do St. Louis a big favor by doing so, and their fans are very loyal there. Yeah, that's a football team. I mean, hell, they they rooted for the Jayhawks in the SFL. True. You know, I mean, that's the type of stuff that that they do there. So, you know, but for real, though, what if you had to pick it, where does KD end up? So, OKC, probably not going to happen, but realistically, where do you think? Betting odds. I think the closest you're going to get to a situation where they both get what they want is if he goes to Phoenix. Do I think it's going to happen? I I don't. But like Phoenix Dude, is the... oh, Go ahead. No, it's just Phoenix is like you you can get Chris Paul and Devin Booker, you'll have Chris Paul for what one two years something like that. That's the closest he's going to get to two All-Stars and still be able to get rid of that big enough package. The only thing is is those are they going to like those picks? Because they're still going to be a decent team, still. So, well, if you backdate the picks, right? I mean, Brooklyn's going to have to blow this thing up eventually because they yeah. just have a bunch of aging contracts. So, if you have all these picks in five, three, four, five years, I mean, who's to say? Okay, give me all your lottery picks in the next four or five years, and that's how the deal's going to go. That's honestly what it's got to be. It's just you know, fine. You know, it's not a franchise to- owner. That's genius, though, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. But you just got to make sure that you have enough good graces to actually do it. Because a lot of times the GM's making the call and they're going to be like, listen, I'm going to get fired before this happens if that's a, if that's the case. Well, then, hey, you know what? Sometimes these guys, they'll have to understand that when you're in a role like that, I mean, you'll find another gig, whether you're a GM or an assistant GM. I mean, you'll find a gig. It's a big hey, the only at the end of the day. It is. That's true. The only thing that could save that could have saved Kevin Durant from this is a no trade clause. And before I mean, today, Mike, nobody in the NBA had a no trade clause. There's only been ten in the history of the NBA. Okay. Now I'm assuming Michael Jordan was one of those. No, so and let me see. It That's wasn't. It was like <clears throat> oh man, I'm gonna figure this out, but Bradley Beal signed a contract today. Oh, damn. Yeah, and he went back to the Wizards, which is not what people expected. He got five years, $251 million with a full no-trade clause. So the only way they can trade is if he basically says, yeah, I want to do that, which is kind of crazy. I mean, listen, $251 million. Insane. I got the list for you. Ready? Okay, let's do it. David Robinson, John Stockton, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Dirk Nowitzki, Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, Bradley Beal. Yeah, I mean, Carmelo and Bradley Beal are like very similar, in my opinion. So They kind of seem like the odd men out in this scenario. Yeah, exactly. Like the rest of them, I understand. Tim Duncan, playing your entire franchise around that fucking guy. Yeah, and like even David Robinson, John Stockton, you know? Dwayne Wade, like all that shit. LeBron James had one with the Miami Heat. Um, But obviously he left there and it's not a thing anymore. It's just really, it's unprecedented. That's why it's wild. It's just, I think he knows that he's going to get traded at some point if he plays well. And I think he wants to be able to be in charge of his own future if that's the case. Well, yeah, a lot of these guys want to be in charge of their own destiny. I mean, that's the... That's, that's the, the only way you can actually do it, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, hey, these guys should thank LeBron James because he's the one that, as Colin Coward would say, that made the sport movable. He was the guy saying, no, I'm going to do what I want to do. 
Yeah. He made it more of a business than anybody, I think, because loyalty and all this good stuff was the play in the fa- in the in the past, and now it's very much so like get your money, man. Loyal, and, yeah, because loyalty was only going one way a lot of times. So it's like, oh you'll, yeah, you'll get your bag for sure. But two hundred fifty-one million over five years. I mean, that is no uh, other team's given him that. You know, even no if way. they could, no other team's given Bradley Beal that. Like, and I don't know if he's worth it, man. He's good. Well, now he's they're not just great. not going to have much money to play around. I mean, the Wizards are never going to go to a championship. I mean, like they were, I mean, if John Wall came back to play with them, but even then they, they hated playing with each other. I mean, so, I don't know. To yeah. me, this is something to, I don't know. He's just going to play out the rest of his career. When the time is right, he'll get traded somewhere that he can. That makes sense. Which is, so. it's, He's going to have a Russ-type thing. Like, Russell Westbrook had the most the biggest contract and most impossible to trade. And he's been on like fucking four different teams since people said it was impossible to trade. So maybe it's going to be the same kind of thing going on here. Maybe. I mean, who knows at this stage of the game for me, I just believe Bradley bill is a baller, but he needs someone who's a one next to him. Like if he had like a Deandre eight, and if he had someone that was a one or his Batman next to his Robin, like they would be good, but that wasn't Russell Westbrook. And I, if yeah, I mean, I that's why I'm just go ahead. Go on. No, you're good. No, this is why I'm saying I can really see this OKC thing happening for Kevin Durant because he's like, I want to come back and make it right. Well, even though they fucked him. So if they called him and were like, we want to make it right and we'll get you paid and we'll bring the pieces in around you that you want. Let's go all in right now. I just don't know if it's going to time out correctly. That's the only problem. That city would go fucking bananas. Even if it yeah. took a year and he just kind of did a LeBron thing the first year, he got to L.A. and then got the pieces there that he wanted there, boom. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? That, that is the thing. What else do we got here, Vinny? One more or two more. Well, okay, rather, Zion Williamson just signed a five-year designated maximum rookie extension with the New Orleans Pelicans for $231 million. So to good job, Zion, for not line? playing. To yeah, play offensive like line? It. He's looking wow. ripped again, man. I'm just saying. Those, those pictures are coming out, and you're like, "All right, look at look at this guy. He's he's uh he's ripped again. He's like shorter, fatter Shaq. Yeah, exactly. He might just, he might just be Shaft. He's he's shaft. the NBA Shaft. shaft. He's like Chode Shaq. <laughs> yeah, he he's like the short version of uh, of Shaq. But I I will say, like after the way the Pelicans played at the end of the year last year, I am excited to see him get back on there and see if he can make a difference because I do like watching him play. He's electric, so yeah, he is electric when he's playing. And I mean, they actually do have a good young nucleus around it. Potentially, they could be something. And CJ McCollum's nothing to bat an eye about. Brandon Ingram's a fucking baller. Like they got guys on that team that are actually difference makers. So. Brandon Ingram has developed. I don't know. It, it just doesn't seem to me like New Orleans will be anything. I think New Orleans. I think they might. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're not going to do shit, but I think they'll make the playoffs this year. They did last I mean, year, man. I just think a Pelican is such a weak, stupid ass fucking mascot. Yeah. Such a, such a, like, what's a, a Pelican isn't cool. It's right. a fucking seabird that eats fish. I mean, like, you yes, think what's of, like, a white a lion. Sock. Yeah, I was just about to say we're named after fucking article of clothing, so you know. Take it as so, you can. I mean, hey, your feet get cold. What do you think of white white socks? That's our fucking name. That's our go. name. <laughs> right? Same like your thing. Feet like are this. bloody. What do you call them? The red socks. Like, what's New Orleans? What's what? What do you put? In, it should in be the New jazz. Yeah, the that's jazz like the, it's the stupidest. It's the stupidest name in the world to put the Utah Jazz in Utah. Yeah, I don't know. Like who? Jazz in like Utah? Just the Pelicans? Like yeah, it's like, like oh, Orleans. I eat my hot dogs in Miami. You're like, how does that make any fucking sense? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Make it make sense. Make um, it make fucking sense. So that's Zion Williamson. Um, the last thing is the Knicks are getting investigated for tampering. So for I don't who? know if you remember last year. When the Bulls signed Lonzo Ball, there was like the talk that, oh, Pelicans didn't get a chance to offer him anything. He was already going to go to the Bulls before free agency started. So Jalen Brunson from the Mavs, I wouldn't tamper for Jalen Brunson personally, but here we are. So Jalen Brunson was ready to sign the contract the minute free agency started. Before this happened, 
the Knicks hired his dad to be a coach on the team in June. He his dad worked with Tibbs as an assistant in Chicago and Minnesota. Um, so like it's not out out of bounds that he would work there, but it kind of seemed like hire his dad, boom, Jalen Brunson comes to the team easy as that. He got a ridiculous amount of money. He it's the most amount of money a non All Star's ever been offered and signed on, which is pretty crazy. Um, I don't think it's gonna move the needle all that much for New York. I'm not gonna lie, like that was kind of a reach but that's the way the Knicks do shit it's just it's funny they're gonna get fined and it's gonna be like oh like you can't do that no tampering and then it's just like whatever like the Alonzo thing kind of got swept under the rug they paid a fine it is what it is like that's all it was well what's interesting to me is that the Knicks like if they were really good they would be like the talk of the world because that's what's hilarious they're never gonna be good hasn't been good since like the 2000s (laughs) Um, so yeah, I, I don't know how this is going to end, but the Knicks, if they were to ever be relevant, you know, that's something I've always heard that like a lot of these guys want to go play in a market. So if you look at New York, you play at Madison square garden every night. I mean, dude, maybe that's a place that Katie wants the to go Dolans, to kind of tie it all back in. The Dolans. Yeah, no, everybody hates He's the also Dolans. not going from Brooklyn to, to Queens or wherever they play. I mean, it's not going to happen. He's right there, my guy. It's iconic. Why would you but, leave yeah, no, the Nets right. to go to the Knicks? <laughs> you know? Because you want to you wanna bring the Knicks back to notoriety. Right? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. That team, the, the construction of that team is, like, hilarious to me. Yeah, no, it, it really is. I mean, at the end of the day, Tibbs is just always going to be Tibbs, and I don't think he'll ever get back to the same sort of relevancy he was with when he was on the Bulls. But, you know, hey, time will tell. Um, yeah. Now, Vince... In case anybody hasn't seen it, and, and we're segueing here because we can only yes. do so much NBA talk, and we're going right. to have to discuss this with a good uh, you know, friend of the show. But we'd be but remiss to not actually do it. We, we really wouldn't. Um, so USC and UCLA are moving to the Big Ten. Welcome to the Midwest, California. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> I have no idea how this fucking makes sense. But to kind of touch on this, to touch on this briefly, we are going to have a full-blown conversation about mega conferences and our next CFB review shortly yes. because the season will be starting soon. And I believe we have to look at each conference, the SEC, the Pac-12, the Big 12, okay? And then we got to look at all the sub-conferences beyond that, Conference USA, and all of these major conferences in NCAA and figure out, is there going to be actually two mega conferences? And if so, how does that break down? Well, yeah, so, you got like the you got the Big Ten with fucking twenty teams. Like the Big Twelve is like four. <laughs> like it's just like yeah, no, someone's got to give so at some point. And yeah. and people are mass exodusing from okay the Big Twelve to go to the SEC. So the SEC is like yeah, we're we're designing this now. Now I believe it's going to be moving towards a mega conference structure. Now something yeah. else that came up in our time away, Vince, was that... Wait, well, hold on. What does Notre Dame do? Notre Dame will always be an independent. And here's I why. don't think they do if there's two big conferences. We're going to talk about this more, but it's just Notre Dame needs to be in the Big Ten. <laughs> so Notre Dame has, has always, and in my opinion, should be in the Big Ten, but you know they want to be an independent so they can play the Hanley School for the Blind. Um, but with all that being said... Uh, <laughs> sorry, Vince. Uh, shit. But just... Boo! <laughs> just saying... Um, if you do look at it, though, I mean, they have kind of, if so facto, joined the Big 12 and kind of done that over the years. But then again, it's not made a ton of sense in other sports, meaning um, we'll see. We'll see how this all plays out, though, um, yeah. because football is their biggest moneymaker at Notre Dame. But I could see them in time having to adapt or die. We'll have to talk. If to there's Norman two Nathan conferences and they're outside of it they're not going to play ball with Notre Dame right now. Notre Dame's got name allegiance. So like, it's like, okay, they're big enough that everybody's going to want to play them. But like, if there's two conferences and they're not part of it, they're going to be like, all right, get on or get run over. It's just what it is. Oh, absolutely. I mean, but at the end of the day, they are Notre Dame and that just comes with the bravado and ego of that institution. Yeah. So with all of that being said, we're going to have to discuss this further with the Norman Nathan himself, who did in fact text me this week to give me a picture in front of the Boomer fan store with the horns down and said, all in. 
<laughs> and that took maybe what six months since Venables hire. So oh, uh, dude, he's the biggest Venables fan. We already talked about this. Shout I mean, out to he's Norman. The big, shout out to Norman, Norman Venables, biggest Brent Venables fan on probably that side of Norman right now. I'm gonna call him so. Nady V. Nady V. Nady oh, Venables. So you're Norman Nady V. You hear that? <laughs> I hope you're Be listening ready. right now, Nate. That's your new nickname. We, we, we are giving it to you, and we're excited to have you back on here, brother. So yes, to kind of move into his favorite person, this is a perfect segue. So Vince texted me the info today that the Baker Mayfield, and this might just be a new segment now over the past three and a half yeah, weeks. Yeah, three weeks in a row. This is the Baker segment. This is the Baker corner, right? So get a scone and sift down for a second. Baker's on his way to Carolina for a conditional fifth round pick. And guess who guessed it, Mike? You hmm. did, sir. Hmm. You predicted hey, that, Mike. Sometimes I throw a dart and it hits, Vince. You know? Right. I've if you throw if you throw five hundred darts, eventually one of them is gonna be a bullseye, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sometimes yeah. <laughs> it's just in that flow. And I called this yeah. from the jump, but I definitely saw him going to Carolina. Because it was a Fugazi move to say, no, I don't want to play in Carolina. I don't want to play in Carolina. College-style coach, rah-rah guy, something to prove. You know, they both have something to prove, which is a job. And now you have two of the top five picks in, what was it, the 2017 NFL draft playing together on the same team? Or 2018 NFL draft? Yep. I mean, this is insane. So, I I mean, if you think about it – And like, I like this move for them, I think, overall. But if you like zoom out a little bit in full picture, it's like Cam. Cam leaves Teddy Bridgewater, get rid of Teddy, get Sam Darnold, bring back Cam, get Baker Mayfield. like, And then draft Matt Corral. It's just like, what the fuck is happening there? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't it, know. I, yeah, it doesn't make a ton of sense. They're just letting Matt Rule just sign every quarterback until they fire him. <laughs> Well, Matt Corral winds up here. I don't know. I mean, he does have a pretty bad injury that he was working through, so it gives him a year to kind of yeah. learn the system. But I don't think he's going to see that same coach. I don't think I don't think that's going to happen. I don't either. I think the, the most interesting thing about this deal, um, so it's a conditional fifth-round pick and then 7.5 mil guaranteed to Baker, and the Browns are still paying him 10.5 mil. So they basically just needed to get rid of him. That's all they wanted to do. Because they're like, well, hey, we'll we'll pay half the finances here if you just take them off our hands. And that's kind of what happened. So it's just like the most brown shit ever to still pay a guy that's not on the team just because they're trying to get rid of him because he hates them that much. Well, now you, I mean, as the Browns organizations does, just creates just shitty scenarios for themselves. Now you have yep. a quarterback that now, if you've done your research, anybody listening, um, now or Watson has about three civil suits less left against him that aren't settled. So basically he paid off a bunch of people to say you're done, but the NFL is planning a, a lengthy suspension for him. So yeah, because I could civil, see civil settlements like still doesn't mean he's not going to get um, suspended. Like he still is <laughs> like, I'm still doesn't sure mean you're not a floppy piece of shit. I mean, right, exactly. And they, they, they yeah. don't have to technically function the same way as the government does in this scenario. Like they can still be like, all right, well if it's well if it's well documented and I think this is real, we can still do it to you. So I don't know how long he's gonna be out. I do know it's Jacoby Brissett's season because somehow this guy always ends up starting a season as a starting quarterback. But it's just so funny. Just like Cleveland, man. I'm so, I'm almost sorry for you guys. Like, it's just brutal. They're a factory of sadness more so than the Chicago Bears. And, I mean, we don't have much to talk about there because we fuck shit up constantly. But yeah. if you pay attention to this, it's just going to be – Do we ring the bell? No, I just hit my uh, water bottle on accident. It sounded like a bell. That sounded – And now <laughs> to NFL Corner. <laughs> So with that being said, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> fight, uh, fight. <laughs> so with all of that, you look at this, and Jacoby Brissett's going to probably start eight games this season, and then you're going to get Watson back, and then you're going to have that weird phase. Like, they're not going to be relevant until 2023 if they are. 
Yeah. I mean, that's that's my opinion. 2023-2024 season. Now, Vince, we're going to have a Bears pocket here. Not a corner. Yes, sir. Bears Just a little pocket. pocket. Reach in there, pocket. grab Just, your change. Just a little roar here. So, Brian Erlacher's been kind of doing his little tour right now on podcasts. Mm-hmm. He was on Bustin' with the Boys. Bustin' with the Boys and Pat McAfee podcast. Yep. Bustin' with the Boys went into him with about Jay Cutler being mm-hmm. a bad teammate, and then not only that, but not being a team guy or a tough guy. Yep. And surprisingly enough, he actually had good things to say about Jay. And said that's he said Cutler was a dog. He's tough as shit, too. I was like, let's go, Brian Erlacher. You know, I, I have never wanted to support Jay Cutler after how much faith Yeah, you're I a hater him. for sure. That's why I was Well, I see, I wasn't always a hater, Vince. I wasn't always a hater. You know, the man made me a hater just with his fucking awful demeanor. facial expressions <laughs> and demeanor on the field and just looking like he's not interested. You know, I don't know. Erlacher, to me, that's kind of like, is that a question of his character as a person? That he was friends with fucking Jay Cutler, who's just the giant bag of dicks? Yeah. Even though I've never met him, although that's Vince's guy. So, yeah, I mean, I'm you know, as a person, I don't really care for him, but I always liked him as a football player. And like, like Brian Erlocker said, like the dude was injured a lot and like he played through injuries and shit. And like, especially when people were just like, he'd get back on the field, he's complaining, he's just sitting out. Like, he, he made it abundantly clear in this interview that that was not the case. I never thought it was. I don't know. I just think it's, it is interesting that he's coming out and saying that now after like all these years and stuff. Well, to me, it's like, okay, you get the question asked. You're trying to get some notoriety to the restore hair thing, even though he is an interesting guy to talk to. Uh, yeah. For the record, he actually does live in Scottsdale. So that's a thing. That's true. Real talk, you know? So what I would say to that is, is Brian, I will respectfully disagree, but I respected you greatly <laughs> since you were one of the best ever. To. But then again, you know what he was saying? He was talking about on McAfee's podcast, someone who didn't make, oh, Zach Thomas isn't in the mm-hmm. Hall of Fame, is not yeah, in crazy. the Hall of Fame. And Zach Thomas, if you look at him statistically, is right there with Erlacher. Yeah, and him and Erlacher were like nose and nose. It was like him, Erlacher, and, and Ray Lewis were all like just beast middle linebackers. So it's like, yeah, once again, back to that whole writing thing and how that all gets goofy. You know, I, I don't know. To me, the it's NFL, the NFL, they let in more people. But even so, like, I feel like Zach Thomas deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. But, you know, like the, the Dolphins weren't really like Jason Taylor was like the the creme de la creme of that defense. And like the Dolphins weren't really like that popular then in the national media. So like Zach Thomas for me was like very much like a Madden player where you're like, he's always fucking good. But like if you were looking at it from an outside perspective, I feel like they weren't covered a lot, which kind of takes away from the whole like fanfare vote of it all. Whether or not that's good, I think that's bullshit. But if you look at his numbers as an entirety, he had an incredible career and he kind of deserves that, you know? You're missing somebody else that he played for, man. You're you're missing it. You're missing it pretty bad. You're missing it. Yeah. He played for Grudy? Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. He was on that team of, of, of the fumble. No, no, man. The Raiders, man. Oh, the not Raiders. the not the new Raiders, the old Raiders, man. Yeah. Oh damn! I tell I you what, that. man. Oh yeah, he was on that team of the epic fumble, the Tom Brady fumble. Wow. The Tuckle fumble. Man. Oh yeah, the Tuckle. Well, yeah, it's fumble. just like that's was like on the that beginning team. of the Tom Brady fuckery that he was doing every year. Fuckery, legendary. Come on, yeah. Man. He's Come legendary on. at letting air out of a ball. Oh. <laughs> Are we? You just okay. You under, You just opened Pandora's box of shit. Listen, Here we are. no, I know those balls <laughs> were deflated, like we have... but they won that. But we won that fucking game. And I'm not a we. No, no. Are you no. we and the Patriots? Are you Patriots, Mike? No. Oh God, what did I do? Don't anyway, you dare listen, we you. Listen, you don't you? You pa- like the Packers? Don't... don't you dare go against them. Oh, <laughs> you and Richie, I swear. Listen, hey. listen, bitch. <laughs> listen, not Packers, Mike. Anyway, uh, usually when you have to say I'm not something, it means that you are. But go on. Take it easy, Mo. But with that being said, (laughs) okay. That being said, yep. The Pats went on to win that game against the Colts by like 36 points. So I don't want to hear about that fact that deflated footballs were involved. 
I'll say it every time. You already know it. I mean, I don't think that's the reason they won, but I'm going to say it every time. <laughs> Let's talk about some baseball, Vince. Shall we? Let's talk about some baseball. Let's so baseball it. is baseball, you know? Mm. It's a long season. Nothing crazy is happening right now. There's, there's no real race going on. The Braves are playing really well. The Mets are playing a little bit better still. Yankees are really good. There's like the race in the AL Central is pretty depressing on our end, but you know, the Tigers just swept the Guardians and the White Sox just won two or one out of three against the Twins, so they still have the lead. But I want to talk about one player, Mike. Who's that, Vince? The number one starting pitcher for the Miami Marlins. Sandy um, Alcantara. Wait, wait. The, the, uh... It's Alcantara. No, it's not. Look it up. I thought it was Alcantara too, but it's Alcantara. Well, to me, he'll always be Cantara because it's yeah. No, I looked it up and I was like, "What? That's how you say it?" Um, obviously, there's not a lot of eyes on the Miami Marlins unless you're down there, really, because they're not that great of a team. But this guy, first off, I've always liked their rotation. The guys that they're bringing up, Sixto Sanchez is a dog. Jasnism is pretty. What's isn't that his name? Chisholm, yeah, the second Chisholm, baseman. Chisholm, too. Chisholm, dude, that kid yeah. can hit bombs. Yes, he can. Um, but Sandy here, he's like an old school pitcher reincarnate right now. He's got two complete games in the last month and a half. 123 innings pitched this season, which is just under 20 more innings than the next guy, which is Robbie Ray with 104. He leads the MLB in WAR. Not just pitchers. He leads the entire MLB in wins above replacement. Leads the league in games started and has a 1.82 ERA. And it's like, this guy might start the All-Star game this year (laughs) as a pitcher from Miami. He deserves it, but here's the next question. All these numbers, fantastic. Two complete games rolling right now. And by the way, this guy was always somebody in MLB the show, like the early days of MLB the show, who would be like in the free agent section that you would yeah. sign and you would just go like 10 innings with him. So it's great to see that come to fruition in real life. So shout out to you, Mr. Alvin yeah. He was like, it was like, he was like 19 and he was like a 62 with an a potential. And just like, we yeah. And you would just like, you, you'd <laughs> sign his ass and just start him because you're like, yeah. oh, he's got to be a stud. So let's do it. So with that being said, to see that come to fruition in real life is even cooler. But on top of that, he deserves to play for a contender right now. I mean, now that DJ's out, right? Um, yep. I say you trade him for as much as you can. His value will never be this high. He needs to go to a contender. So with that being said, Vince, where does he wind up? I don't know if he needs to go. Oh, he needs I to go. I think Miami might be good in like three, four years. Three, four years that puts Sandy at age 30. Um. I like him on the Marlins. I think it's good. I like what they're building there. If he was going to go somewhere, it would be probably, given how he pitches, I'd probably consider him going to, like, a West Coast or an East Coast. So we're talking, like, Boston, Philly, New York. Maybe St. Diego. Dodgers. I was thinking that, but the Padres right now have seven starting pitchers on their team. (laughs) That's insane. So yeah, that's it's almost unnecessary. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I could see him probably going to like I could see him being on the Yankees, which would piss me off. But I was just about to say the Yankees sound too perfect for him to go to. But they would have yeah. to give up the bag for him. So. Yeah, but I mean, it's different in baseball. You start dumping prospects and call it a day. I just don't know how many prospects the Yankees have left. The yeah, thing I like with this guy is he throws gas. Oh yeah. He's a fastball changeup slider guy. He his changeup average is ninety two, which is a fast fucking changeup. He's got um, a ninety eight average on fastballs, and his slider somewhere around ninety four. So like this guy's just throwing gas the whole time, and he's just putting the ball where pitchers or where hitters can't hit it. It kind of reminds me of like a way better version of Giolito with his fastball change slide, but it's just. You know, it's it's good to see. I like to see this guy do it. And I, I think we talked about him a little bit at the beginning of the year, like how I, the Marlins pitching staff, like they're going to be good eventually. Um, and just like Sixto Sanchez comes out and does this, they can actually have a pretty solidified rotation, which is what you kind of really want to get when you're trying to rebuild the team. 
No, I mean, hey, talking from a team right now that has a pretty solid rotation that needs run support, that's the biggest thing, right? Yep. So with that being said, I believe that Sandy has the opportunity, but if I'm an organization that's never, you know, seen the light of day, granted, you got to take patience, but, you know, are they going to be there again next year? Even though during 2020, they made the play-in for the playoffs in that goofy segment that they had there. So who's to say that they're that far off? Right. Maybe on to something here, guys here and there. Maybe on to something here, Vince. I like it. I like it. So with all of that being said, Bryce Harper goes down. Who are we kind of picking for our early picks here, okay, to either A, make a run, or B, win their division outright? Are you saying team-wise? Um, I think the Yankees just about got it already. I don't think that's any anybody's questioning well, that Boston's at that point. been kind of sneaky right now. They've been going on a small little tear here. Yeah, but, like, the Yankees are up 13 13- 13 games on uh, Boston right now. Like the Yankees are six and four in the last 10. They're 34 and nine at home. Like it's just like they got something going on right now. That is just unbelievable. I don't know what they have up their sleeve. I mean, the Rays are good. The Blue Jays are good. The Orioles are basically the White Sox right now, which is bullshit. But like you're going to get two wild card teams from that division. I think the Yankees got it covered. I think the Yankees are the most out in front of anybody on any division right now. Yeah, I would say that next to the Astros in the AL West, 13 and a half games. Whatever the fucking Mariners are doing, get it together, boys. They have the And also rest in peace to fucking Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. The Angels are so bad. They're worse than the fucking Orioles right now. That's pathetic. The Orioles, to me, like, came into Chicago and were like, hmm. We're just going to embarrass these fucking guys. Yeah. And I mean, they got a winning record at home right now. It's insane. I mean, hey, what they're doing in that Adley Richman, is that Richman, his name? Richman, yeah. He's going to be a freak in years Agreed. to come. They've made a nice rebuild happen here. The division I think everybody needs to look out for here, though, is the NL Central and the NL West. I think they're going to go yeah. down the wire long term. Yeah. The, the entire that- L the NL right now is totally up for grabs. Yeah, so the Braves, shout out to the Braves for fucking going on an absolute tear and just coming back and giving the Mets a a run. I kind of wanted to mention this too, and I kind of did already, but the Braves went on a ridiculous tear. Like, they won a bunch of games, just like they did last year, basically. But the difference this year is that the Mets are just continually doing what they've been doing. You know, they're up two and a half. It's not like this is a safe lead. But 50 and 31 right now, adding Scherzer, adding all of the extra guys, even Eduardo Escobar, who came in, I think, last year before. Um, it's just a nice little thing they got going. I like the Mets overall. Um, I think they're probably going to win this division, but I don't know. Atlanta's a pesky little pesky little fly right now. Well, the Mets and the Braves have a three-game series coming up next Monday Ooh, to Wednesday. That's telling. So everybody, sh- everybody be sure to tune into that. They have a 9.20 a.m. game on what? July the 13th. That's Why? the most obscure thing. I mean, that's strange and unusual. Can you imagine? 920 like for you? Shit. No, 920 a.m. Yeah, yeah maybe. You? So so they're playing at noon. That's what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. You know, my computer <laughs> adapts to time. You're in the West, bro. I'm in the You're in the West. Yeah. Two hours behind, Vince. I was like you 9 know? o'clock. Holy fuck. But that is how that goes, I guess. If you play a noon game on the East Coast, then it's 9 o'clock in the West. You want baseball in the morning, Vince? You got baseball in the morning. That's how I that guess. works. West Coast Mike, what's happening? How we doing? Love it. Don't try Love to change it. your nickname. It's already solidified. Chicago Mike. How you doing? Yeah. Packers Mike. That's always <laughs> Now you, you. And we're getting into more football talk as we go here. This shit yep. better not continue. Just saying. No. It so if we is, continue. Buddy. Ship hey, sailed, kid. <laughs> it's Chicago Mike for the record. It's on the pod. <laughs> so people it. know. It's right there. So, hey, Vince. April Fool's next year. I'm changing your name to Packers, Mike. <laughs> you can't April Fool's in June or July. I'm just saying, I'm warning it? you right now. It's July, but I'm warning you right now. So when it happens, you're going to be like, oh, what the fuck? Like, I told you I was going to do it. <laughs> I'm setting the calendar hey. invite, actually. West Coast Mike might be a real thing. Just saying. Just saying. It's true. Just saying. One of these days. So Comiskey Corner, Vince, we should take a ride to the 35th side of the street, a.k.a. the south yep. side of the street. 
where people like to make fun of us because they're like, oh, you're going to get shot going to a baseball game. That's not true. They just have no. two bars, and one of them's in the stadium. It's pretty Cork and Carry is pretty cool. I like it. Cork and Carry is pretty cool. And the Turtle, that's a good one, yeah. too. Shout out to that space. Good time. Good time. Nonetheless, Vince, Eloy looks like he's coming back here. Yeah, so Eloy Jimenez came back today, which is cool. Um, we've been talking about this in length that we're like ready to get him back. You know, <laughs> like it's just like, all right, come on, Eloy. It's it's about that time. He took a long time getting back to it. He had some complications, all that stuff. He came in today, and he went yard, and I'm happy that he did. It's nice to see an Eloy banger. I want to see him stay healthy and stay on this team, for the love of God. I don't, dude, it's just like, it's so demoralizing because the team's playing like shit. So I'm just reaching for straws right now, just trying to do something. Yeah, I mean, listen, I guess the one thing we can say is from an overall standpoint that we're only five and a half games out of first right now. And we're just lucky we're in this division, honestly. We are very lucky we're in this division. But once again, back to that whole thought process that we talked about midseason are they in a position to make any sort of a playoff run with the team that they have right now when you play talent like the Yankees and the Astros? And what is that answer, Vince? No. I mean, the they no. they beat the Yankees in a series, and I was like, holy shit. That was not one series. Either. Right. The only, the only thing you'd have to bet on is, like, the Yankees just end up sucking in the playoffs like they usually do. But, no, I mean, like – they wouldn't even beat any of the teams. Like they wouldn't beat the guardians or the twins in a series, let alone the Yankees, Red Sox, Astros, any of them. Like, no, like it just wouldn't happen. What can they do anything at the trade deadline to change that? No, like it's just kind of like, who would you trade? I mean, do you, there's too many guys on a baseball team. That's the thing. There's too many guys on the baseball team and there's not enough guys doing anything. So it would be like ill-advised to trade somebody right now, just knowing that, that's probably not going to make any difference at the end of the year. If you like who's tradable in your eyes, if you could trade anybody on this team right now, Colson Montgomery. <laughs> oh, the young starting pitcher. No, double a uh, shortstop right now is playing. That's about it. I'm not trading oh. anybody on the team besides Lurie Garcia. Fuck that guy. Trade him for well, some who peas. The fuck, who the fuck's going to want Lurie Garcia? But, like, legitimately, if you could – like, is it plausible to trade Eloy? Is it plausible to trade Andrew Vaughn? Is it plausible It is plausible. Like, what are you going to get, though? I bet you they're all they're all like for Eloy. Yeah, but they're all playing at their, like, net negative right now. Like, you'd almost want them to get, play better just so they have some trade chips to it. I could see Moncada going, but right now he's hitting 180. So, like, no one's going to want that. There's no use to trade for that at the – Halfway point in the season, if you can get them in, you know, free agency or get them in a trade after that and have a whole offseason with them. Minus everything, what would you say is our largest glaring need right now as a franchise? A new manager. Exactly. <laughs> if I'm being honest, like there's it's the easiest there's, thing to pick out. There's just not enough dog. And like you can see Abreu's just getting pissed at this point and like he's playing really well as of recent. And it's just like Tony LaRusso just is so out of touch. And like we knew that's the fucking problem, dude. We knew this was gonna happen. Like it happened, he got hired, and we're all like, what the fuck? And then the DUI thing happened, and I'm like, oh, here we go. Here comes the fucking brigade of bullshit. And it hasn't stopped since. Like he got kicked out of the game the other day and he went to go argue, and he was it was so like unimpassioned, and he just doesn't have the energy to do that shit anymore. Like it's just not even like interesting when he got kicked out. I'm like, oh, that was hilarious. Like fucking Tony LaRusso just got kicked out from limping out of the dugout. He's too old. I'm not even going to blame him for it. He's too old. Like you just can't do it anymore. You just got to get rid of him and fucking Reinsdorf, man. He drives me nuts. No, Reinsdorf was the one who fucked this up for us from the jump. hundred yep. percent. No two ways about it. He's the one who stepped in and put his little old man touch on it. And now we're all fucked. Now. Last year we won ninety three games. We were ninety three and sixty nine. Do you think we can either be better than that this year, or do you believe we'll we'll hit it or be worse? Worse. Like I got eighty five tops. I'm gonna go ninety wins on the season. I'm gonna go ninety wins on the season. You're going I mean, 85 we're eighty. We're 90. eighty games in, and we only have forty. So you're saying we got to win fifty in the next 
Fuck, we gotta go on a tear man? here. We gotta, we're we gotta do. Eloy we gotta back. win fifty in the next like sixty five games. We'll get my favorite <laughs> floppy piece of shit back, Liam Hendricks. But yeah. like the the thought process is here after this season. What do you do? Because now you got to get a new manager. Do you roll with what you have? Do you get aggressive in free agency? How do you combat these issues that are so glaring that they did nothing to rectify in the off season? Feels like this always is what happens when we get like you know the the make a wish version of what we actually fucking need. Yeah, I, dude, I don't even know, man. Like, the thing is, too, is even if I gave my opinion, it's not like they would do anything even close to it. But like, in reality, I think they should probably try to get a high quality free agent, spend a lot of money on a good pitcher, spend a lot of money on a good right out like a right fielder something like that bringing some new energy into the club i think that we would benefit really well with getting an ace of the staff paying them a lot of money but we're also going to need to pay giolito and if he's steep if he keeps playing like this it might not be worth it so it's just like giolito a trade piece for something that you need more so than anything the thing is you only get them for what a season after this like it's just doesn't matter. I don't know. Somebody might find value in that. I mean, because when Giolito's on, he's on. We're in a window. That's the problem. Right now is the, the window. window is and if closing. and if they fuck if they fuck it up for a whole season, and then they got to start signing people, and they just got to start giving people more money, and then their budget gets a little bit tighter. It's just like, hey, remember two years ago when you had Tony La Russa dicking around in the clubhouse and making horrible decisions, and they're thirty nine and forty one before the All Star break. It's like. Like, I just, they can't get over 500 if it hit them in the head. That's the problem. It's going to be a fun rest of the season to watch, Vince. And Is it? We gotta make sure <laughs> I haven't had any fucking fun yet. Because <laughs> I am uh, looking forward to being at a baseball game with my friends more so than I am yes. anything. And with that being said, catch the Taxi Squad podcast live on Friday evening. At the AZ game out here in lovely oh, Scottsdale. I thought you were talking it's about actually... me. I was like, "What am I doing?" <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm I'm out of I'm out of town till maybe even uh, maybe even Sunday. So we'll see Ayo. here. We'll see here. But what I will say is that I'm going to a Diamondbacks game on Friday night. That'll Diamondbacks be cool. for the Rockies should be a good time. Jump Add in the pool, dude. To the list, I might just jump in the pool and get on television. Yeah, that'd be sweet. What if I did that? See, Vince, this is what we got to plan in advance. We're going to do a belly maybe. flop competition at the AZ the Arizona pool. pool. <laughs> How dope would that be? That what if we cool. traveled to every ballpark and jumped in their pools that they had? I mean, how many ballparks have pools? <laughs> I know Arizona does. That's, that's the next one. We're going to figure it out. That's the next week's topic. We're starting with how many pools are in MLB ballparks because we're going to find out. I love it. There we go. I love it. Vince, episode 27 of the Taxi Squad podcast is in the books. It's a wrap, kids. It's a wrap. Season two, love doing it with everybody. We'll see you guys back and in full effect next week. Traveling Mike always, though. So I will be uh, consistent moving forward into the month of July. So we'll see you guys soon. As always, what? Lest we not forget. Like. Comment subscribe rate us five stars give us five stars we deserve five stars i legitimately thought that he was going to tell me something serious uh-uh. for a second there legitimately no want to know what i'm serious about rating us five stars like and comment following us on the socials that's what i'm serious about you gotta engage whether or not you want to you gotta do it so we love you We love you for it. Thank you for all the downloads, the listens, the follows. We'll be back next week. See you soon. Peace.